Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. My name's Barry. I live right above you. I don't host parties. I host after parties. They're like parties, only louder and nobody goes home. You can see right here I ripped out all the carpeting because it was holding me back with my pogo stick. Man's got a pogo. Oh, I'm a prankster. I'll grease up a soda can, and then when somebody grabs it, boom! <laughs> Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Marishka's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com and by Rabbit Brewing. The time has come for you to drink mythological level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. Let's drop the puck. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast with NBCChicago.com's James Navo and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Here I is Chicago! Welcome into the latest edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago, and with me, as always, is Homewood's pride and joy, the one and only Jay Zawoski of 670 The Score. Jay, we don't have a Blackhawks game until Thursday because the NHL schedule makes absolutely no sense. So <laughs> how have you spent your last two days away from the Blackhawks? Uh, well, see, the, the problem is, is, I guess it's not really a problem, but the Hawks are entertaining. And I'm actually looking forward to watching them play now as opposed to last year where it was like, can the season please end? Like, please end the season so I don't have to do this anymore. Uh, I look forward to Hawks games now. Here's the other problem I'm having is they play every Thursday. And every Thursday I have one of those events at Benny's until like the middle of next month. So, again, I'm going to have to leave the South Loop, come home, watch the game on a delay, and hopefully knock out a post-game podcast uh, but it's ridiculous. They play, yeah, they they played Saturday, 
they're off until Thursday. Then they play like Thursday, Saturday, Monday. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. I mean, well, like what irritated me was that they played three games in four nights to start the season, and then they go. They have a five day break randomly in October. It's like these. The times they're going to have back-to-back games later in the season, I'm going to think back to this and go, what the hell is the NHL doing with this schedule? It just makes no sense. Right, and I know it's easy for us to bitch and because we don't make the schedule. I know it's difficult to do. They're not trying to screw anybody over, but it's just frustrating as a fan. But aside from that, there's good things to talk about. Um, speaking of good things, before we get into our Deep Hawks conversation, want to make sure you guys are aware of some of the new things we have going on on the podcast last week we launched our own website madhousepod.com there you'll find every episode you'll find bios on james and me you'll find the way to get in touch with us you'll also find our stories for 670thescore.com and nbc sports or nbcchicago.com everything madhouse pod is there we're working on an events page that will be the link to buy tickets to our event on uh, November 27th at Rabbit Brewing. Save that date. Charity broadcast to Chicago Bears, by the way. Package arrived today. An autographed Kyle Fuller mini helmet and an autographed Mitchell Trubisky draft hat. So those are two of the items we'll be auctioning off. The Blackhawks have pledged their support. The Cubs have done theirs. So here's the deal. Uh, don't have the ticket link yet. We'll have it in the coming days this week. But for 10 bucks, you get an entry into the grand prize. You get a beer and you get an empanada. That's $10, and you are automatically entered. Uh, that's uh, November 27th at Rabbit Brewing. More details to follow, but save that date, and when they're available, we will we'll beat you to death with the link to buy them. One more <laughs> thing we launched last week was a Threadless shop. So if you've been looking to buy some Madhouse podcast swag, T-shirts, uh, we've got uh, you know the, uh, the backpacks, we've got the water bottles, the coffee mugs, anything Madhouse podcast you can think of. It's there at the Threadless shop. That's madhousepod.threadless.com. Every purchase there, we get a cut of it, goes to support the podcast, so we'd really appreciate that. And, of course, the good old-fashioned Patreon and GoFundMe, patreon.com slash madhousepod, gofundme.com slash madhousepod. A bunch of new patrons this week. Thank you to them. Okay, now that that's all out of the way, Corey Crawford is back? question mark (laughs) it sure seems like it it seems like from what joel quenville said if all goes right between now and thursday Corey crawford is finally 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 going to start a game in goal for the chicago blackhawks just when cam ward was starting to play oh so well (laughs) he's playing at a human level like oh he's got a pulse (laughs) yeah he actually is capable of moving he's no longer the uh, boards that they use during the shoot the puck events in the second intermission of games. He actually is capable of moving to stop a puck. And I know it's been very trendy to make fun of Cam Ward, and we've definitely done it on the podcast, our fair share, but he has looked better their last two games. That is not sarcasm. That's not me like digging at him again. He has looked better, but this team is still better with Corey Crawford in net, and I think they are super amped to get him back between the pipes and it's the first step of a few to improve the goaltending and defense of this team in the early going of the season hey maybe thursday we won't have to see an overtime game hey be a unique thing (laughs) how crazy is that it's just you know what it's a good thing though that they moved to three on three overtime because can you imagine 
if it was still four on four and we had had to endure three or four shootouts already yeah. this season, pretty sure we'd have Blackhawks fans drinking bleach. Oh, that's it's hard enough and it's stressful enough. It's too early in the year to be this stressed out. I'm sorry. But um, so with Crawford, I'm assuming since they took their time, I like the way they did it. They worked him back slowly. They weren't in a rush to rush him onto the ice and get him ready to play. Clearly. I assume now that he's here, it's full steam ahead, right? It is. He Sounds is, like it, yeah. Yeah, like our back-to-back games out of the question. Are, like with a concussion, you're either better or you're not, right? It's not like, oh, he's got a tender hamstring, so we're not going to push it right away. He's good enough to play. No, this is something that's got like a definite beginning and end to it, it would seem. Right. Uh, and if he's good to play tomorrow, we should or Thursday, he should be good to play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, theoretically, right? Uh, that, my yeah, expect- he has a strained frontal lobe. He he can only play <laughs> 60 minutes at a time. Right. It, uh, that What I'm saying, though, is if he's, ba- if he's good enough to play, he's good enough to be the full-time starter at a regular full-time starter schedule. I would imagine they'll probably end up working him back slowly, like you mentioned. I bet. I bet he will not see action in back-to-back, so probably play one of the games. They'll kind of treat him like a normal NHL goaltender is generally treated, and I think that Cam Ward will still get starts in those situations. But the way Joel Quenville made it sound was that once Corey Crawford is activated and he's ready, they're going to have a decision to make with Anton Forsberg because Quenville has made it pretty clear this team is not going to carry three goaltenders unless – there's like a day-to-day injury or something like that like there was earlier in the season so it sure sounds like it's full steam ahead for Corey Crawford and it definitely sounds like the team's gonna have to make a decision on uh the future of Anton Forsberg with the organization because it doesn't sound like they're keeping him up here no and he's gonna have to clear waivers uh and who knows I mean those things always seem to surprise the good news for the Hawks could be that it's so early in the season that there's not a lot of goalie injuries, there's not a lot of things like that that would make Forsberg so claimable. Um, but he's got a bit of a track record. He's got, I think he still has a decent ceiling. I don't think we've seen him at his peak yet. So it would not shock me if he got claimed on waivers by any means. But um, look, he got to move no, forward. Marco Dano got claimed today. Anything is possible. Who claimed him? Colorado did. Well, they get fast. They get faster. Yeah, I mean... Somebody brought it up today that Marco Dano, like, has not, they claimed he has not had a fair shake anywhere that he's been. I thought he got a fairly decent shake with the Blackhawks. What about you? Uh, I think you, I think there are circumstances where you get the shakes you deserve. And when you've seen a guy who, look, when that trade was made, it was like Marco Dano is the reason they made this trade. He is the, you know what I mean? Like, that's the guy. He's going to be part of the future. He's going to be a future star, blah, blah, blah. Eh, you didn't see much from him when he was here. And then he went to Winnipeg, and you didn't see much from him there. Um, kind of in and out of the lineup, up and down, NHL, AHL. I think we might just be seeing a guy who's not as great as everybody thought he was. Is I he hope- Jack Skilly 2.0? Um, well, Jack Skilly is still in the league, my friend. He has proven well, out. He has proven, <laughs> he's proven the doubters wrong. No, I don't know. I don't know. If, it's hard to compare them. I just think that he's – we'll see. This is. I would imagine this is his last like real chance – yeah, I would agree. He might be Sorry, Brandon Peary. I did not mean to derail this. We no. need to get back to Anton Forsberg. I think that you did. You made a very good point that you never quite know whether or not like a team's in a goaltending situation where they might have to put in a claim on him. 
like if they have like a backup, say, who's struggling with a nagging injury or something like that, or they don't have a bona fide number one or two goaltender and they're looking to give a guy a shot, I could definitely see Anton Forsberg potentially getting one of those opportunities somewhere. And it's not something I'm thinking the Blackhawks are particularly worried about losing him because they do still have Colin Dahlia in the organization. And I know that their goaltending depth is not great, but if they're already talking that they're not wanting to carry three goaltenders, it signals to me that they're not particularly worried about losing him. Even if somebody claims him on waivers, I agree. I'm not sure they should be worried about it either. I think, uh, like you said, Delia's looks pretty good in what we've seen from him. I know it's limited sample size and it's preseason and a couple games late last year, but, uh, he projects pretty well, and I, I'd be willing to, you know, take that chance and, and send Ward down or uh, send Forsberg down. Yeah, and well, go. I'd, I'd be willing to send Ward down, <laughs> but that's a different story. We'll see if that happens. I doubt it. I doubt yeah, it. well, and, and to me, it, it goes back to what we said before the season even started, which is if Corey Crawford's not between the pipes for 50 to 55 games, the Blackhawks are screwed anyway. Right. There's no doubt about that. And, um, man, I hope on Thursday, uh, if indeed he does make the start, that the United Center finally gives him the plaudits he deserves because that's a guy throughout his tenure here has been so horribly underrated, even by people that like him. Like, I'm a fan of Corey Crawford. I think it took this injury for me to realize just how important he was to the team, let alone those people that were like, get rid of this bum. Sign up, Scott <laughs> Darling. He's from Chicago. He knows what Lamont. it means. Lamont is not Chicago. He's from the greater Chicago land area, my friend. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Bourbonnais own James Naveau forgot. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, he did. That son of a... Anyway, um, yeah, I'm very excited to see Crawford back. I hope if you're going on Thursday, please let him know how missed he was. I think he knows already looking at how last season turned out, but it'd be nice for Corey Crawford to get the... I mean, the dude's worked his ass off to get back. Not only has he worked his ass off from a troubling injury that had to frustrate the hell out of him, all the BS surrounding his absence, all that stuff, it's just it's finally over for Corey Crawford. And I couldn't be happier for the guy, quite frankly. Yeah, oh yeah, same. I mean that and that's something that transcends on ice, you know, stuff obviously. The struggle off the ice is it is just a great story to see him persevere through all of that and to make his way back to the NHL level. I guess we could probably call it right now. He's probably going to be their Masterton nominee this season, right? I couldn't imagine anyone else. Who else would it be? Unless you're going to give it to Chris Kunitz, who has been played every game, but I'm not sure I've noticed him. Well, neither we haven't noticed Brandon Saad either, and that's something we're obviously going <sighs> to yes. get to later. What? What a day today was, and it's a Monday, and they don't play for three days. Why and the Blackhawks were just hitting us with the breaking news today. Yeah, lots of news today. Why don't we take a break right now, come back, we'll talk about Brandon Saad on the, on the other side of that. So got to tell you about our friends at Triple Threat Sports. You know by now, I hope, four years into the podcast, for crying out loud, <laughs> that Triple Threat Sports. not, where have you been? Seriously. They're the place to go. If you if you have needed a jersey within the last four years and you've not gone to Triple Threat Sports, I don't know what to tell you. I can't help you. That's ridiculous. They're the place to go. If you want an authentic Hawks jersey, you're going to look like the players on the ice. But if you have a team of your own, a rat hockey team, uh, beer and pizza, bowling league, whatever, anything that needs outfitting, any athletic organization, 
Triple Threat Sports will help you design it. They'll help you make the logo. They'll help you pick out the colors, the shapes, the sizes, all that stuff. And they're going to do a fantastic job on it. So hit them up, triplethreatsports.com. Email chris at triplethreatsports.com or hit call them, 708-478-6090. Triple Threat Sports, if you can wear it, they can make it. We'll be right back with more on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business are heroic, and you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. Welcome back into this edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. And now it's time for some sod news. <laughs> see what I see you what just, I did there? You can't stop yourself. <laughs> no, no, I cannot. <laughs> it's okay. It's my, it's my brand. And, um, <laughs> oh, stop that. Oh, my God. I just turned uh, off the podcast. All right. <laughs> yep. Jay's about to make another mark. Deletes everything that was said before this. <laughs> With the good news of Corey Crawford today was some bad news for the Blackhawks or for the Blackhawks potentially. Although I am interested to see what you think about this. Yeah. Brant Saad, for those of you who don't follow Blackhawks practices regularly, and frankly, why would you? Brandon Saad was wearing a white jersey at Blackhawks practice today and did not participate in line rushes, which could mean two things. One, he's nursing an injury, which does not sound like that's the case. Or two, he's out of the lineup. He's out of the top 12 forwards. And all indications right now are pointing to the fact that Brandon Saad could be a healthy scratch on Thursday night against the Arizona Coyotes. Jay, we've talked a lot about how Brandon Saad coming into this season needed to rebound. He needed to show that last season was a fluke, that he it was just bad luck, whatever it was that was keeping him from putting the puck in the net on a regular basis. He's come out this season and has basically done zilch. Yeah, nothing. He's barely been noticeable. He has not been a physical presence. Hasn't even really been noticeable on the penalty kill or on defense. The Blackhawks demoted him to the fourth line. They have not been giving him a lot of ice time. And now it sounds like he may not even play on Thursday night. What is your reaction to this news? Well, it's it's deserved. I mean, if there's someone who shouldn't play, in the next game, it's Brandon Saad. I mean, we talked about Chris Kunitz and whatever. His importance to the team is not as important as, as Brandon Saad. And, and so there's two, there's two schools of thought f- to me about this. Is Brandon Saad a guy who is not putting forth enough effort? Okay? If that's the belief, if that's what Joel Quenville thinks, then he's within his rights to bench him. If Brandon Saad is just fighting something, right? Let's say he's lacking some confidence or he's you know, it's got no puck luck or whatever you want to call it. I, I It looks to me like a confidence issue. I don't, I don't think anything I saw from Brandon Saad from the beginning of last year to all his time with the Hawks before that in his brief stint in, in Columbus that ever see a guy who lacked effort. 
who lacked hustle, right? He wasn't a guy who didn't care. I don't think it's a guy who's fat and happy on his new contract. I think Brandon Saad is going through something mental more than physical, and I'm not sure if scratching him is the right move. Now, again, if Q thinks it's truly an issue of effort, and he knows better than I do, he's with him every day, he sees him working out, he sees him at practice, uh, he talks to him every day, I would assume, uh, if he believes that Brandon Saad's not working or trying hard enough, then by all means, I'm going to give Q the benefit of the doubt here that he's doing the right thing. I just wonder and worry that if it is something mental, if he's saying, God, I, I, what happened to me last year? I can't get this back. Every game that goes by where he doesn't score, it just piles on and piles on. If that's the case, that's a big problem. And maybe healthy scratching him makes it even worse. That That's kind of my fear. And we're only four games into the regular or five games yeah. into the regular season. This is not the time of year for you to be dealing with that kind of mentality that you just cannot get out of your own way kind of thing. Well, he also had a, a really bad preseason, too. And Q was saying Q is saying in preseason, we need yeah, more from him. He needs to be better. So you've got last the last what? Two thirds of last year and the beginning of this year. And it's been bad for Brandon Saad regardless of effort, regardless of scoring chances, the puck's not going in and he's not being an impact player for $6 million. So I, again, every game that goes by is maybe, Oh God, do I have it anymore? Can I play anymore? Would you consider trading him right now? I mean, are you ever going to get less for Brandon Saad than you're going to get right now? You, that's a fair argument, but I can also counter that by saying, what if, you just have to you basically have to make a decision at some point like yeah you can like continue to say well his trade value will never be lower well is he really doing anything to help that right now right. and is healthy scratching him really a way to kind of bump that trade value up i sort of doubt it i i get the sense from the way joel has talked about him throughout the preseason and into the regular season that brandon sods mentality it just isn't there like when he got demoted to the bottom six I don't think Joel liked the way he responded to that he would have thought that he would have responded with a hey Joel f you kind of thing and come out and just been lighting the world on fire and hitting everybody that moves and showing why he deserved to be in the top six but instead he's continued to be a non-entity a guy that we don't talk about in post-game podcasts a guy that I've scarcely mentioned in a single article I've written for NBC Chicago so far this season. Like he's just been a complete non-entity. And to me, I, I don't think that Joel benches him if it's a mental thing. I think he tries to let him work through it. I think that's the track record that Joel has had over the years when he senses a guy is just lacking in confidence. He'll continue to try, especially a guy like Brandon, who has been a cute guy. Like, Quendell loves the way he plays the game. I think that if that was the case, if he thought it was a mental block, I think Joel would have him in the lineup and would be continuing to kind of pump his tires a little bit and to get him more confident. To me, this sounds like Joel does not like the way that Brandon responded to being demoted to the bottom six, and he's trying to send him another wake-up call. And it's like, hey, dude, the regular season is going. Get your ass in gear. Like, I have not seen a lack of effort necessarily from Brandon Saad. I think that there have been times where I've kind of gone, huh, it doesn't look like he's particularly invested, but I also know that Joel sees him a heck of a lot more than I do. And I think I get the vibe 
that that's more of what Joel is thinking than it's being a simple mental block. Well, it's kind of the last bullet in Quenville's gun here with Saad is, okay, well, I've demoted him. I've I put him, I loaded him up on the line, right? I played him in the top line with Taves. That didn't work. I tried him here with Kane and Schmaltz for a while. That didn't work. Now I moved him down to the fourth line. That didn't work. So the last sort of thing you can do here is scratch him. So that tells me, if I'm just sort of looking at the whole thing, maybe Q does believe it's an effort thing. And he needs to say, look, man, I you heard me say we need more from you. I've said it several times. I've shown you with your ice time, with your line, with everything, you're not getting the message. So you're going to have to sit. You got to sit for a night and, and reevaluate things because we need more from you. And maybe that's the magic thing that does it, right? Maybe that's the... Uh, the move that finally wakes up and shakes up Brandon Saad. I hope so, because they need him. But to go back to your question, would I trade Brandon Saad? If if someone is giving me a 20, you know, a young to like 27-year-old, like stay-at-home defenseman with maybe a little bit of puck-moving skills for Brandon Saad, I'm definitely considering it. I mean, they need help on D. They need to upgrade the defense. Uh, if they can trade away six million dollars and bring it back, I, I don't have a name. You know, you just pop this on yeah. me. I didn't. I didn't look at a name or anything. But if you can bring in like a three and a half, four million dollar uh, reliable stay-at-home defenseman that can move the puck a little bit for Brandon Saad, I would absolutely do it. I would absolutely do it because I don't know, man. I had all the faith in the world in him, and last year I thought it was an anomaly. Uh, I thought that he just had a some bad luck, but whatever it is has carried into this season. And I'm starting to lose faith, faith that he'll ever get it back. Now, of course, next time we talk, he'll have scored two goals and three assists and whatever, and I'll be back with the world. Though everything will be right with the world. But for now, yeah. I just don't. I don't see any indication that he's returning to, you know, 2015 Brandon Saad anytime soon. I do also need to bring this up because I feel like this has kind of emboldened Joel Quenville to potentially make this move and send this message. And that's been the play of Alexander 14, who, by the way, before we get into this, Pat Foley keeps saying for tan. Tell me where he gets for tan out of that. I think actually, I think you're both wrong or I'm wrong too. The Hawks email said for tan. F O R T A Y N for tan. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, just call him 14. And then, yeah, you know what? This is our podcast. We do what we want. That's right. He's Alexander 14 until he comes on here and tells us differently. Boom. So, Gauntlet thrown down, Blackhawks. Wow. You are an angry <laughs> young man today. Um, hey, yeah, man, I, I'm just trying to do what's best for our show. Look, wh- whatever his name is, uh, I'm going to go with Fortane because that's what the press release said. Uh, <laughs> he's looked pretty good. He's fast. That That's always been the thing. He's got speed, but does he have the hands to finish? He's got that Victor Stahlberg oh. tendency where he says, look how fast I'm going, oh, I lost a puck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, speed is great, but if you can't control the puck, it doesn't do anything for you, unless you're going to turn around and go get it again, uh, yep. you know, chase down a defender that took it from you. Uh, but I like what I've seen so far. He had a really great scoring chance in close, was able to stick handle in close, and just uh, a terrific save was made on him. But um, so far, so good. I mean, it's really small sample size, but... Look, Saad's got some young forwards sniffing down his back. Sniffing down his back. Yeah. I don't think that's an, an analogy. What is it? Right? Whatever. On his back. Let's just say He's that. breathing down his neck. Breathing down his neck. Thank you. Metaphor here. Thank you for correcting my metaphor. But you've got, you know, Dylan Secura. You've got um, Fortane. 
You've got a lot of young forwards that are ready to go. You've got Luke Johnson, who hasn't played yet. Looks like he's going to play. Or he did play a couple games, but it looks like he's going to be back in the lineup for Saad. You've yep. got Martinson, who's on the bench. There's a lot of Dominic options. Cahoon is already making some big strides this season. Yes, and I like what I've seen from Cahoon so far, too. Me, too. Yeah. He, I mean, he's... He, I remember we talked in the preseason, like, is he going to be another David Kampf or Tyler Mott? I like Kampf, by the way. He's just the most unspectacular player of all time. It looks like he's a notch above those sort of guys and can actually hang. Maybe he's not your ideal top-line right winger, obviously, but he's there and he fits, and that line is kicking ass with him on it. Heck yeah, dude, and I'm sure Jonathan Taves and Alex DeBrincat aren't complaining about it. Well, let's take another break. When we come back, I wanted, there's a couple news items from today I want to get to. Um, Michael Kempney spoke up about his time in Chicago. I thought that was very interesting. And also, I want to get to Alex DeBrinkett because I think we have a bona fide star on our hands. But before that... Oh, no, it's another Artemi Panarin situation. No, not at all. It's the opposite. For me, anyway. For me, anyway. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. We need to... We're saving this for post-break. Yeah. All right, so you know about Mariska's now. They've been with us almost as long as Triple Threat Sports. I think maybe two or three episodes uh, fewer for them. 604 Theodore Street in Crest Hill, Mariska's, they are awesome. If you've never heard of Mariska's, uh, you are, you'd be doing yourself a favor to go check them out. 604 Theodore Street in Crest Hill. They're family-owned and operated since 1933. Let me paint you a picture of Mariska's. You walk in to a pristine, renovated uh hostess stand and you walk into the restaurant which is reminiscent of any of the supper clubs you'd see in wisconsin like in door county anywhere like that gorgeous wood white paint wood paneling wood tables beautiful beautiful restaurant full of some of the best food you've ever had they are famous for their poor boy sandwiches uh, but they've also got steaks chops seafood everything you can imagine is awesome at marishka's i love the icelandic cod that's where I go during Lent. It's where I get my fish fix. Uh, but really, you owe it to yourself. Your first time at Mariska's, try that poor boy. You'll never have a better one in your whole life. 604 Theodore Street in Crest Hill. Mariska's.com or Facebook.com slash Mariska's. That's M-E-R-I-C-H-K-A-S. Close only on Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July, and Thanksgiving. So go support one of our top supporters, Mariska's in Crest Hill. When we come back, we will wax poetic about Alex DeBrincat. We'll talk about Michael Kempney's comments and a whole lot more on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. What you doing? Designing my new 2021 Nissan Kicks Online in the Kicks Color Studio. I give each a special name. This one's electric blue, orange, red, white. I call it the gumball machine. You think it's me? I feel like you're more of a red velvet guy. Limitless possibilities. With over 100 million available color combinations and Bose Personal Plus system in the boldly new 2021 Nissan Kicks. Bose is the registered trademark of the Bose Corporation. Color combinations include interior and exterior colors. Customization is an available feature subject to availability at participating Nissan dealer. See dealer for details. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back into this segment of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. We have talked about the great news surrounding Corey Crawford, the bad news around Brandon Saad, and now 
we're going to get into something that I'm betting is going to be kind of fun because Jay apparently thinks that Alex DeBrincat is a better version of Artemi Panarin, who, as you'll recall, longtime listeners of the podcast will remember this, that between our Larry Dolphin jokes and our inability to pronounce anyone's name correctly, Jay Zawoski infamously called Artemi Panarin a one-trick pony when he was with the Blackhawks, and now... Jay has a new crush on a Blackhawks player, and it's Alex DeBrincat. Jay, pen your love letter with your words, my friend. Alex DeBrincat is a superstar hockey player. I, I He is uh, electrifying to watch. When you look at what he's accomplished so far in his career, uh, it's really kind of overwhelming. And he did it with not a lot of coverage last year. The Blackhawks were bad. Uh, the team fell out of the playoffs after Christmas. And not a lot of people noticed Alex DeBrincat's ascent. This kid is electrifying. And I, I, I'm close to calling him the second best Blackhawk. The third best Blackhawk for sure at this point. Uh, the kid is awesome. Every time he's on the ice, something happens. Uh, I talked about it in last postgame show when he scored the game-tying and game-winning goal against the Blues. Um, he is not a small man on the ice. He looks small. His measurements will tell you he's small, but he doesn't play that way. No, he's not lighting people up and laying people out like, uh, you know, uh, Rafi Torres or anything like that. But he doesn't get pushed around. He dictates the play when he's on the ice. I love what I've seen from him so far in his career. And I think that we're looking at uh, by next year, maybe the year after, a point per game plus player. I think Alex Debrinkit is that good. I think we're talking like perennial all-star kind of player with those to bring it <laughs> and the Blackhawks have to re-sign Nick Schmaltz and they now are going to have to sign a point per game guy isn't this the problem they were trying to avoid when they got rid of Artemi Panarin in the first place was the having to sign a guy to a six seven eight year eight million dollar a year deal like oh. is that kind of what we're looking at with the Brinkett if he becomes the player you're talking about is his next contract going to be north of six million dollars I think that could be about right, about six million, maybe a little bit. Maybe they'll do it like a shorter bridge deal sort of a thing with him. They never do bridge deals, dude. Players don't agree to them. They yeah. don't go, oh yeah, we'll take a two-year, five million dollar a year deal. He's gonna want probably. I'm guessing he's gonna go. You're paying Brandon flipping sod six million dollars a year. That's what I want. Well. They talked about it all offseason and how they have to prepare themselves for signing those two players, Schmaltz and Debrinkit. It has been a priority. It's why they're trying to shed the salary cap space they did when they traded Marion Hosa, aside from the fact that he's never going to play again. Um, they have to be resigned. They are, especially Debrinkit. But those two, Schmaltz and Debrinkit, are your future. They're the next 10 years of Blackhawks hockey. And while you haven't seen Schmaltz rise quite to the level, that Alex Dabrinkit has yet. He's playing center. It's a tougher assignment. It's harder to shine. It's harder to thrive. Um, but those two guys are essential, and they have to. They have to sign Alex Dabrinkit. And I think that, you know, when they moved on from Panera, they probably had that in their mind too. Um, I just think he's better, faster than they expected. And uh, I maybe they do it, they nip it in the bud and get it done early, you know? But if I'm Alex Dabrinkit, I'm not signing a damn thing till my contract's up. <laughs> and I'm betting on myself because so far he has been absolutely phenomenal. And yeah, maybe they do have to trade 
Brandon Saad or Duncan Keith or somebody to keep Debrinkit and Schmaltz on a roster, but they have to do it. They have to do it. If they want to remain competitive for the next 10 years, they need those two guys to be part of things. They're, it's without question. If they can't sign those two guys back, uh, and then you're gonna your core is gonna retire and get old, uh, you're just gonna be the Red Wings, and not in a good way. Boy, it'd be great if they had that Brent Seabrook money right about now. Yeah, and I know that's a lot of like what ifs, and we need to stop doing that because it is what it is, and he's here for the foreseeable future but man that just hamstrings you and stuff like this i i still we we talk about this probably once a month i'll, I'll never understand what bowman was thinking i'll like ne- i'll never I, I seriously want to sit down with him buy him a, a couple shots of whiskey and be like stan really like what happened like did you you and him like go out have a great conversation have some drinks you're like you know what hawk for life cheers woo and then he like signed a deal when you were drunk were you on <laughs> shrooms were you dropping acid? Like, what was <laughs> happening when you thought that not only am I giving you eight years? Oh, no, that's not all. You're also getting a no trade clause. How about yep. that? I think this story ends one of two ways. One, it ends with a comp- uh, compliance buyout after the next lockout. Or two, it ends with him developing a mysterious skin ailment that prevents him from wearing <laughs> hockey equipment and jerseys. Maybe. That's probably what will happen um, someday. I don't think it's anytime soon, though. I think he's got at least two years left, don't you? For sure. Yeah, but you got to remember he's still got, what, six years left on that deal? Oh, my God. When you say it out loud, it's so much worse. <laughs> all right. You know what? Okay, I'm sorry. Let's talk about Alex DeBrincat. No, I um, mean, I, I've said it all. I, I don't know. I, I cannot sing his praises enough. I love watching him play. And. I- I think point per game is a pretty damn high ceiling for him, man. And I know he's been playing at a really good level this season. It's been five games. He had, I think he had 52 points as a 19-year-old who spent most of the season on the third and fourth lines on the, on a terrible team. I still think I still think a point per game is high, but to be fair, apparently we're entering a new era in the NHL where this kind of scoring is starting to become a little bit more commonplace. So maybe you're right. Like maybe that's just like the direction the game is taking is favoring these young, incredibly fast and talented players. Like I could like old me, like old, like 2013, 14 NHL me thinks like 65 to 70 points is a reasonable, like ending point for his like ceiling. But Mm. Me now thinking about the way the league is heading and the way that DeBrincat is developing, I'm starting to like come around. Like I want to be pessimistic. I want to like poo-poo your optimism at least a little bit to try to like kind of add some balance to this. But man, has he been fun to watch this season? And man, do you end up dreaming of a day when he potentially scores forty to forty-five goals and is the most dynamic player on the ice for the Blackhawks and is their best player. Like that day is certainly possible. And it's like the wildest dream that we had when he came up and he made the team out of training camp last season. This was the dream for him. And the fact that he's just hitting every freaking benchmark and every expectation that we could have potentially had for him is so great in a season, in a couple of seasons, when we've had to deal with so much yeah. bad, just blah stuff, 
he's been a ray of sunshine. And damn it, Jay, I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to poo-poo you and to try to be the hub arkish in this conversation. <laughs> but Do you want to throw Hub's wet blanket on it? <laughs> it's so hard not to be excited about Alex Debrinkit. It really is. And I think that they're going to figure out a way to get him in Schmaltz under contract, whether it's the cap going up or a lockout potentially changing the way the CBA works or whatever, the Blackhawks will get it done, and he's not going to get traded like Artemi Panarin did. And I just have to try to enjoy the ride and to enjoy watching him develop and not worry about that other stuff down the line. I just want to remind you and our listeners, too, Alex Dabrinkit will have his first legal beer in December. He's not old enough to drink yet. And look at the impact he's had on the Blackhawks already. I mean, it's insane. It, that is as natural of a score as you will ever see. And you look at the numbers he put up in Erie, and they are mind-blowing. <laughs> they're like they're not even NHL uh, 94 numbers. Like The games aren't long enough to put up the numbers he put up in video games. They're really not. Unless you're playing like actual 20-minute periods, there's no chance you're putting up the Brinkett numbers. It's just... He's been unreal. He's uh, we talked about this from preseason last year is his maturity on all parts of the ice, right? It's not just like, wow, this kid can really score. It's wow, this kid knows how to play hockey in every area. And while he like I said on the postgame show, he's not gonna be Patrice Bergeron or Anze Kopitar defensively, but he's competent. And you can have him out there in close games late. Because you want to get that that insurance goal, and you know he's not going to hurt you defensively. I could not be happier with his development. Uh, I think the Blackhawks feel the same way. If you take a look at the way they've been promoting him um, all year, all off season, he's been the guy. You know, as a score producer, they're trying to get him on the station all the time. He got the bobblehead at training camp. He's in the commercials. Like there's there's no mistaking that the Blackhawks have identified him as the future of their franchise, and with good reason. He's outstanding, and I hope that Hawks fans are realizing like it's so hard because so much of the fan base came along when Kane and Taves came along, and I hope people don't think that what Kane and Taves did is normal, right? Like that's not your standard development path for a hockey player. So what Debrinkit is doing right now may not seem so foreign because Kane and Taves were great right away, but for a kid 20 years old, to be arguably your second best player on a team with Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, and Duncan Keith on it, that's saying something, man. Like that that's impressive. And and maybe you're right. Maybe he never gets to be a point of game guy, but there's nothing there's nothing that you can say to convince me right now that it's not gonna happen because every like you said, every milestone has been met. Every marker has been visible when he plays. Uh I think he is top elite scorer in the league every year until he calls it quits man oh man we this is the madhouse chicago hockey podcast the official alex debrinkit fan cast <laughs> and and he's just he's so marketable like jay said and he's in all the commercials and stuff and he fits in your carry-on bag on the plane because he's that tiny it's do not wonderful. be sizest on this podcast my friend <laughs> I say this is a five foot nine man. I right. totally understand. As a fat person, I resemble that remark sort of, even though I could not fit in anyone's bag anywhere. 
<laughs> All right, well, let's get to... Uh, just call me a sizist. A sizist. You are a sizist. All right, let's get to some crappy news uh, today. Chris Cook, as you know, formerly of the Chicago Tribune, now of The Athletic, uh, signed hey, on... who haven't they hired? Like, apparently... They even like, had I'm, you for a while. the only guys who haven't been hired by The Athletic. I love The Athletic. I love it. I just don't know how they, it pays for itself. Like, I don't know how it's going to... I, I don't know. It's awesome. It's, it is the greatest sports journalism thing to happen in my lifetime. Like I said, and I that, happily pay the subscription. Yeah, me too. I hope that me and you... But, like, my dad's not, and my uncles aren't. Like, I think it's guys like us that are paying for it. I hope it, I hope it is here to stay, because I love it. I just... Awesome. JWs, we pay for it. Of course. Of course we do. All right. So anyway, Chris Cook, now covering the Capitals for The Athletic, uh, had a talk with Michael Kempney today. And uh, while most of it is about his time with the Caps, um, he had to talk to Kempney, obviously, about his time with the Hawks. Um, And Kempney talks about how relieved he was when the Blackhawks traded him. Uh, He says this is all from Chris Cook. The trade which came at Kempney's request, took Kempney from a bad situation he described as really bad to a Capitals team that cultivated his skills and ultimately rode them to the franchise's first Stanley Cup championship. Quote, probably the trade saved my career in the NHL. So Chris Cook says, what exactly had gone wrong with the Blackhawks? Quoting again, probably the head coach did not believe in me. It's tough to say, but when the coach doesn't believe in you, it's really tough to play. I mean... That's the end of the quote, obviously. Um, look, I'm not going to go nuts and say, I'm not going to pretend like, you know, Michael Kempney is Nick Lidstrom. He's not. Um, but for a team that struggled to keep the puck out of their net last year, Kempney could not find the ice regularly. Q never liked him. Um, that's made abundantly clear in, in Kempney's statements here. And uh, he could play a valuable role for the Stanley Cup champions, but not for the last place Blackhawks I I don't get it it's weird it's one of these Q blind spots like he had with Nick Letty like he had like with Tavo Taravainen those are obviously more extreme examples but this is another guy who's proven his worth on another NHL team and Q cannot find a way to make it work a little bit frustrating I'm not going to blow a gasket over it. it's not worth that he's not that great of a player but just to hear a guy say you know the coach didn't believe in me and I never really got a chance here it's kind of disheartening do you want you want me to hit you with a hot take here Jay do it when everybody's healthy on the Blackhawks roster on their blue line, Michael Kempney would be their third best defenseman right now. I agree with you. He would. He's not better than Duncan Keith, not better than Henry Yokoharu. I think he and Connor Murphy are battling for that number three spot. He's better than Brent Seabrook. He's better than Brandon Manning. How and dare most you? Import- <laughs> and most importantly of all, He's better than Jan Ruda and Eric Gustafsson, who both got handed contract extensions for reasons I'm not fully sure about. Well, Gustafsson is like the darling of the uh, of the sabermetric hockey world. Um, oh, God. But is there a Corsi for, like, just handing the puck to the opponent, like, three oh, times a game? God. Yeah, like, <laughs> I get it. He creates chances because he is really quick with the puck, and he's able to drive possession because he – drives into the zone with the puck so much, but he makes some of the most boneheaded turnovers I have ever seen as a hockey fan. And it drives me up the wall. And I think to myself, they can find ice time for him. They can find ice time for Brandon Manning, 
But when it came to Michael Kempney, Joel Quenville couldn't be bothered to give him the time of day. It's really, it's frustrating that he doghouses so many guys. Like, he doghoused Trevor Daly. And yep. just, uh, Another guy who went on to win a Stanley Cup after leaving uh, Coach Q. And like you said, it's not like Michael Kempney is like a top two NHL defenseman and God, the Blackhawks were stupid to let him go for that reason. But again, I will reiterate this point. He would be their third best defenseman right now. Nope, the no blue doubt. line would be better if they had Michael Kempney, if Joel Quenville had not doghoused him in the way that he did. You're right. And when you're right, you're right. Spaceballs, right? I think so. I believe so. Um, let's uh are you ready to move on to some emails? I don't know. Are they more positive than this? Um, for the most part. But before we go to emails, um, gotta tell you about our new sponsors, Rabbit Brewing and Homewood. The time has come, my friends, for you to drink mythological level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend Ho- Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. I was there on Saturday for their one-year anniversary party. Thanks for the invite, punk. I told you about it on the last podcast. You're allowed to show up. <laughs> Jerk. I'm allowed to show up. <laughs> we were there for my friend's birthday, so you would have been uh, like 11th wheel, but that's fine. Who cares? I would have been drinking beer and yelling at people. Those two things I do best. Well, I had, uh, well, they introduced the Manticore, which is their Russian Imperial Stout, I believe phenomenal the thing that i loved was the chocolate blood orange wheat called the hemogoblin oh my god somehow the beer was brown and orange at the same time like chocolate and orange it was incredible and every taste there was a hint of chocolate and a hint of orange it was just fantastic i loved it they've got juicy ipas they've got a style for everybody and the menu's always changing rabid mixes it up they don't just settle in with their four you know uh, flagship beers and call it a day they are always working they're like sorcerers with beer true craft beer people ray and tobias chicago hockey podcast ipa they should it would taste like sweat and determination my friend and poor boy burps. <laughs> I was about to say it's gonna, it's probably going to taste a lot like Icelandic cod and uh, cochinita pabil. Oh, that's that's a combo I'm, I can go after. But listen, so Friday, just to paint you a picture of rabbit, all over the building, mythological art, right? That they've had commissioned for their bottles, for their uh, logos, for everything. We're there. There's music playing. There's live music happening, projected on the wall is the sumo wrestling world championships. It was on all night. Everyone walked in like, why is sumo wrestling on? By the end of the night, people are riveted, watching every match, cheering for their favorite guys. Rabbit is such a unique place. You've got to go. you got to check them out. So check out Rabbit Brewing in Homewood. If you love beer, you will love Rabbit Brewing in Homewood. James, are you ready to do some emails, my friend? Let us do the emails. Email the guys at madhousepod at gmail.com or follow them on Twitter at madhousepod. The email segment, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. During the rabid read, you heard James mention the Cochinita Pabil. That's the meal I will have 
for my last meal if I am lucid. <laughs> if I'm in the hospital, they're like, Jay, what do you want? I'll say, like, bring me cochinita papel with extra sauce and extra tortillas, please. That will be it. That will be my last meal. But I say this every week about Chuck's. There's something there for everybody. If you are a foodie, if you like unique experimental foods, Mexican, Cajun, barbecue, whatever, Chuck's is there for you. Chuck is a legit chef, served under Rick Bayless for a long time, knows what he's doing, but he knows on the south side, there's people like my mom who don't like fancy stuff. They don't like to experiment. So the chicken fingers, the burgers, the wings, also top notch at Chuck's, loaded with craft beers. The 120 Beer Club sounds like just what it is. Try 120 beers. You get your card punched. You feel good about yourself. You're probably a little drunk, but a nice accomplishment nonetheless. Something you could tell your kids about. Hey, I'm in the 120 Beer Club. What about you, loser? Yeah, move out, jerk. Stop doing a podcast in your mom's basement. Anyway, go to Chuck's. I really went off of the rails on that one. Yeah, I don't even understand anything that just happened. Yeah, just just go with it, man. I'm rolling. Uh, Chuck's Cafe in Burbank, Darien. Visit them, chuckscafe.com. They're awesome. We love Chuck's. Okay, email time. Our first email comes from Zachary. He says, hey, guys, big fan of the cast and your hot takes on the Hawks. Something I particularly enjoyed is the sports meatball voice that comes up every now and again. Really enjoyed hearing about Crawford crash a bulldozer into a Wendy's in that voice. What's the origin of this voice? It sounds vaguely Ditka-ish with a smattering of Wisconsin and Minnesota accent as well. Is it just general patiche of, I don't know that word, patiche? P-A-S-T-I-C-H-E? Freaking Harvard on us, man. Yeah, I don't know that word, bro. Good word. Uh, it, well, here's what it is. It is a uh, a collection of score callers. <laughs> That's what it is. It's like every score caller had a baby. Yes, exactly. And I they were all born into this guy is Chicago uh, you know, it's more high pitched than the stereotypical super fans, and it always ends with my friend. Um, one every, more su- every sentence has to be ending in my friend, and friend can be used as a verb or a noun, either one. <laughs> I will friend you on Facebook. Um, That's true. So Zachary goes on to say, also, if you guys made enamel pins, I would for sure buy one. Well, Zachary, seeing your email earlier in the week, I inquired about getting some enamel pins made. And they're too expensive. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So I want you to guess if you were to special order a hundred enamel pins, just the ones you put on your backpack, you know, the metal uh, with the little pin back. How do you? Th- how long do you think to have a custom made one hundred enamel pins? What do you think it costs? I'm gonna go about three bucks a pin. Go three hundred bucks wholesale. Okay, it was a little less than that. It was two fifty. Hmm. But. Are we going to sell 100 pins? Are 100 people going to buy enamel pins? What, Zach? Would he buy 100? <laughs> we can arrange that. The friends and family is party favors at Christmas? Yeah, good idea. Well, hopefully, Threadless will announce enamel pins. Then you go to madhousepod.threadless.com, get your Madhouse t-shirt, get your Madhouse pin, your Madhouse water bottle, and just be the biggest dork on the planet. Yeah, and everyone will ask you, what the hell is that? And you'll tell them, and they'll go, oh, wait, I wasn't actually interested. Yeah, I was just trying to make conversation. Please stop chasing me. Um, <laughs> speaking of creeps, next email here from Jinjin. No! Blow, blow, boo. I know. I'm the worst. He says the Hawks are off to another blazing start on the power play again. Is there a pattern or strategy that Q is implementing that has the Hawks at the bottom of both power play and penalty kill every year or is it just a lack of players? Well, 
I don't think it's a lack of players. They've got all the offensive talent in the world. We've talked about this in the past. I think that might actually be part of the problem is there are so few guys willing to keep it simple and to dump the puck in, go win the puck, get the puck in front, put the puck through traffic. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of been the problem. Puck in, that's definitely a problem. So they end up getting kind of one dimensional at times, even when they're not you, even when they occasionally sprinkle in that drop pass at the blue line that we alluded to last time we did a big pod, but I think all you have to do is look at what happened a couple of games ago in the overtime period when the Blackhawks had a a big situation where they had the opposing team tired. They were dragging around the ice and they got no shot on goal because they were just doing like spinoramas and dumb crap like that. Like like you said, simple, stupid. That's what it has to be. The Blackhawks don't do that. They haven't done that for many, many years, and I don't sense it changing anytime soon. Yeah, I think at this point it's a personnel thing. Now, usually you can live with that if your penalty kill is good, but their penalty kill has been bad too. So it's like pick one to be bad at, not both. That's not a winning formula. If your special teams suck, chances are you're going to suck. Accurate. All right, next email comes from Catherine. She says, thanks as always for a great podcast. I listen to all the Hawks podcasts, and you are far and away my favorite. There's other ones? Why? Dare you cheat on us with other podcasts? That's all right. We're the favorite. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. She says, Catherine says, am I like being a totally paranoid mom here? I'm terrified that Corey Crawford's first game out, someone will intentionally try to hurt him again. Please tell me I'm being paranoid and that the fear stems from a general lack of faith and current goaltending into defensive depth. I don't think anyone's going to try to hurt him. Um, They're high on him, Jay. Those sh- they are going to shoot the puck high at him. Well, I, I, I promise you they will do that. They're not going to try to hurt him. No. They're going to try to see if he's gun shy. Well, they should That's- shoot high at him. He's not seen a high shot in practice yet, probably. Um, they were shooting low on him as he was coming back, so... That'd be my strategy. If I'm lining up against the Blackhawks, I am shooting high on Corey Crawford every time. Yeah, I got to I gotta say, that's not a paranoid mom delusion. That is, uh, they're not going to, like, go in there and try to, like, elbow him in the head or anything. That's not how guys play this game. Like, they don't go out there trying to hurt each other, but they're certainly going to shoot high on him and see if he ducks out of the way. Yeah, Corey Perry's hurt anyway. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, Gingenberger writes us again. Oh, that's not allowed. Well, he says, I'm sitting here half in the bag, pondering if Brandon Saad sucks or not. Does he suck? Thanks, Ginge. Um, we talked about this. <laughs> I'm not dignifying that with a response. As of as of press time, he sucks. Suck. I, I'm he sucks right now. Like I'm team Gingenberger all the way, but I'm not going to sit here and read litigate something we already talked about with him emailing the show multiple times. That's not happening. All right, last email comes from Weird in Brookfield. He says, I listen to Blackhawks games because of my work schedule. I wonder if I ran into him. I bet you did. (laughs) You're not going to ask what I was doing in Brookfield? That's not a very friendly thing to do, Jay. I'm assuming you were at the zoo. That is incorrect, sir. There's other things in Brookfield besides the zoo? Dude, there is the best thing in Brookfield. It is called Galloping Ghost Arcade. It has a like a hundred billion arcade games, including 
two-on-two open ice challenge narrated by... Pat Foley. Foley. I will kill anyone in that game. And I suck at it. I'm really bad at it. So I, after I lost horribly at that game, I switched over to NFL Blitz 99 and destroyed everyone. So I definitely would recommend going to the Galloping Ghost Arcade. 20 bucks, all you can play. It was awesome. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> Unfortunately for you, you were working when I went. All right, fine. Anyway, Weird wants to know, how much longer are we to endure these hideous sweaters? Forever. <laughs> Amen. It was made worse by seeing a super happy DeBrinket looking like a demented cousin of Little Debbie's of snack cake fame. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did, was he wearing a hat that I wasn't aware of? Yes. You didn't see his bonnet that he was wearing? <laughs> what the heck happened? Are we going to have to start calling Alex DeBrinket ho-ho or something? Oh, uh, like, boy. What the hell just happened, Excuse man? me. Please do not confuse. Oh, no. You're going to come at me and tell me that ho-hos aren't little Debbies. They're hostess. No, Go ahead and say it. Those are the inferior hostess product. I love ho-hos. You can you could probably look at me and tell. But little Debbie's Swiss cake rolls. Thank you. Okay. Much better than ho-hos. Much wow, better. I've never, you know what? I, at the Rabbit Brewing event, we are going to do a blind taste test, and we're going to see if you can tell the difference. I can absolutely tell the difference. I can t- I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. I can tell the difference by touching them, let alone tasting them. Okay. We'll try I, it. I am absolutely putting you to the test. This is going to happen. All right. I can't wait. Mark that date, November 27th at Rabbit Brewing in Homewood. Tickets will be on sale this week, so keep your eye on Madhouse Pod uh, Facebook and the MadhousePod.com and our Twitter account. We will link it. We'll have it everywhere. But MadhousePod.com, I can't reiterate enough, that's your home for everything. You're looking for Madhouse Podcast stuff, that's the place to be. We'll soon link to our Threadless store, uh, madhousepod.threadless.com on that page. Uh, Finally getting to update it and finish it off, but it's up and running now with all of our latest episodes and everything, so check that out. If you'd like to help us financially, the Threadless shop is an option. Also, patreon.com slash madhousepod, or if you want to do a one-time thing, gofundme.com slash madhousepod. Uh, We cannot thank you guys enough. We do want to thank our sponsors, Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris, 708-478-6090. Mariska's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com and our newest sponsor, Rabbit Brewing. The time has come for you to drink mythological-level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend, Rabbit Brewing, in Homewood, Illinois. That's going to do it for this edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. For my partner and friend, James Naveau, thank you for listening. I'm Jay Zawoski. We'll talk to you after Thursday's Blackhawks game, hopefully a win in Corey Crawford's long-awaited season debut. Thank you for listening. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price, just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. 
When the big wireless carriers start trying to get you to splurge your tax return on the latest nonsense this year, just tune it out. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199 on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Savings may vary. See straighttalk.com.